0: hey everyone welcome back to grays lake central's reality check where we ask teachers to pause reflect and try something my name is shana pickett and i'm here with victoria Lowe. hello and our department chair for social studies and democracy school committee leader jason Janzik.
1: hello everyone
0: so we're here to recap a recent professional development session that Jason ran for our staff entitled, Help, My Students Want to Talk About Current Events, Having Critical Conversations in a Remote Setting. Unfortunately, not everyone was able to attend this session, but I think all of us can benefit from the information shared, which is why we're excited ha- that Jason was willing to come and podcast with us today um so kind of how we start out a lot of our podcasts let's get to know a little bit about you um can you tell us a little bit about your path to the position you're in
1: absolutely well first of all thank you for having me on uh this is I'm really excited to share this out uh this is year 20 at Lake Central for me uh wow big year big year and what a year right uh um and so this is my first job out of college and you know growing up um I was always kind of in tune with politics and in tune with some of these controversial issues. Uh, And I actually changed my mindset a little bit in college when I went to to school um, because of some of the controversial discussions that we were having in our classes, right? So the the big idea for me is how do we bring that to our classrooms? Um, Like I said, this is year 20. I've been the social studies department chair for seven years now. This is year seven in that role. And in 2014, we joined, uh, Grizzly Central joined the Democracy School Network, um, which is a part of the Robert R. McCormick Foundation Democracy Schools Initiative, right? And that's allowing students to have opportunities for what we call lived civics, like what experiences are they having in the classroom? What experiences are they having outside of the classroom that allows them to be uh growing their in their civic mindset so this is kind of this this idea of the PD was born from a lot of the things that we've learned in our role or in our time with the Democracy School Network and so we're definitely excited to share that out with the there was quite a few people there which was awesome It was great to see so many people excited and interested in learning in this
0: I think that's one of the challenges with these professional development days is that there's so many different things going on at the same time and you really want to be able to do all of them. And so I think, you know, this year we started to roll out some of those asynchronous options, but I love that like that synchronous, like just learning together piece. And um, so but we're glad we can bring this to teachers. So um, tell tell us a little bit about why is it important for teachers to be prepared when having difficult or critical conversations with students?
1: Yeah, and so let me first talk a little bit about who was there uh, last week which was neat because it wasn't just social studies in English like we had people from every department in the uh, in the session which was awesome it shows that there's this need uh, and this desire to for teachers to want to have these conversations with the students right so to answer your question um, the students want to have, these conversations. We talked about it in the session that over 60% when asked by, I think it was, uh, I can't remember the exact Institute who it was off the top of my head, but over 60% of high school students wanna have these conversations, these difficult conversations with adults, right? And so it's important for our teachers to be that adult uh, in their life because when our high school students look around and say, okay, well, who can I model my conversation type after? Right. And they look on social media and nope. No, you don't want to model it after some of the Twitter fights or Facebook or parlor or whatever fights that are going on. Right. So we don't want to model that. You look on TV and it's just talking heads yelling at each other. Well, we don't want to we don't want them to model that. Right. So the parents may or may not be talking about these these tough conversations at home.
2: Right.
1: So who do who do our students turn to? Right? Our students turn to us, or our kids need adults. Uh, And so it's really important for us as adults to provide that environment for our students, right? So then let's take the next step. How do we make that plan? Well, it's important to make the plan so it's not just a drive-by conversation, right? You can't understand or discuss systemic racism with a 10-minute conversation and say, okay, let's move on. You can't understand or discuss the differences in political parties with a 10-minute conversation or the arguments over A particular policy point right so we have to make that plan so that those conversations when they come up um, there's a plan in place to handle the difficult conversations right but then there's also that and we're going to get to this I believe coming up here in a second there's also the space and the the method the students are used to understanding how to listen how to respond things along those lines so it's really important for those teachers to have a plan so it's not a drive-by conversation it's not a one and done well we talked about the election so let's move on we talked about race so let's move on because our students are wanting more and and, and deeper conversations around those ideas
2: so getting back to that idea of making this space what does that mean to you um how how are we supposed to understand our roles
1: yeah absolutely so uh, you know we talked about the roles. um we we transition we transition from we transition from this idea of being the teacher, where the where the flow goes from um, where the flow goes from like the instructional flow goes from teacher to student, right? Whereas then the teacher's role becomes a facilitator, right? I, I put a referee up there, like they're making sure that the laws of the conversation, the rules of the conversation, are being followed, and that the conversations kind of go through. Um, the process in which most mature conversations should go through, right? So, additionally, then making the space is actually taking time out of the curriculum and out of the content to make the space for those conversations. Uh, we, we talked about it last week in social studies. If things go crazy with the with the election, if things if there's civil unrest, we need to be ready to make space. To, to have those conversations. So what what content? What other content may we have to to shorten or to to squeeze right. out for those uh, to have those conversations? So and you make, would
2: imagine like ahead. those are the conversations that kids are going to remember
1: exactly um, in ten exactly. years and
2: fifteen years and influence them. Kind of like you said, you were influenced by by the difficult conversations that you had in in college, right?
1: Right. Right. That's exactly it. Like, I mean, it's been 23 years since I walked around Michigan State. And yeah, I can still tell you some of those conversations I had in my history classes and things like that. Those were, that was the deeper understanding because of those conversations and the community I felt with it, my, with my fellow students was more important than the necessarily the content that we were learning at the time.
0: Right. Well, and I love that you prepared your whole department for that and that more than just social studies was present at that session because it's not just you know, only reserved for the government class, right? Like right. these are conversations that are happening right now and all of us need to be ready to kind of bring our own lens to, you know, whatever is happening because it, it, our kids need to process that. Like they need to be able to get through that to become functional adults someday and contributing members of our democracy. So I love like the efforts that the democracy committee, the school committee is really putting forward to encourage right. that.
1: Well, let's let's take that a step further, right? Not every student is going to connect with every social studies teacher, right? As a student, you may connect more with your science teacher or your life fitness teacher or your English teacher or, or whoever, right? And so to have that connection with a trusted adult and then to be... For the, that trusted adult to have the tools ready to have those difficult conversations with that, even that one student, it doesn't have to be in class, right? Um, is, is important. So it, it's great to see that this kind of transcends the building, that this this is ubiquitous around Grays Lake Central um, and not just, well, it's, you know, oh, you wanna talk about the election? Go talk to your social studies teacher, right? There's teachers okay. that are willing to have in our building those difficult conversations with our students, which is awesome to see.
0: Well, and during your session, um, you use two different kind of self-reflection matrix tools um, mm-hmm. with your participants. And so I can see myself as a science teacher not necessarily being or feeling prepared to have those kinds of conversations with students, like, and kind right. of shying away from that, just self-preservation. Um, but tell us a little bit about what those tool were, tools were and like why they were important for to, for teachers to use.
1: Well, and I think, Shannon, you hit the nail on the head, right? So when you talk to teachers about why they don't want to have those difficult conversations is because, well, I, I'm not ready. I can't handle What if it goes wrong, right? What happens when? Uh, and those two tools allow for the teachers to, to recognize, one, they are ready. There are strengths that each teacher has that allows them to have this this conversation. Uh, there's areas for professional growth in there, too, that that, that get discovered in that self-reflection component. But they have, you know, something like strong connection with students, um, desire to, to help our students understand the complexities of the world, right? As a teacher kind of reflects upon those, um, that is, you know, a huge component of, of taking that first step and having those conversations with the student, right? So that's, every teacher has those tools, even though they doubt that they they have them, they, they all have them. And then secondly, the strong emotion matrix is answer to the question of what happens when it goes wrong, right? I don't want to have that conversation because it's gonna go wrong. It's it, uh, something's going to happen. Kids going to get mad, things like that. Uh, that second component gives the teachers the tools to have a plan for when things go south, right? Because when you think about things going south, every teacher in their mind goes to that worst case scenario. Well, this This breaks it down of what happens when a kid gets angry, what happens when a student crosses the line. Um, And if you have that written down and if you plan for that ahead of time, they don't necessarily seem as scary. And it gives teachers the confidence to move into that conversation um, armed with those tools because she or he knows, well, if the kid crosses the line, I know I'm going to do this. Or if a kid gets upset or gets angry, it turns off their camera because they're visibly upset. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. They've got the plan in place, ready to go. Right,
2: That's important. It's like a flow chart of if this, then this, if this, then this. Yeah, exactly.
1: exactly. And, and when you write those ideas out, that anxiety that a lot of teachers feel all of a sudden goes away or or, or diminishes, doesn't disappear, but it's like, okay, now i got a plan. So in case this happens, I'm ready to go.
2: Well, I would imagine if that became part of like, you know, every Monday we have team time set aside, if that almost becomes part of your team conversations, like, hey, we're going to hit some some topics here. Let's kind of brainstorm together some solutions. I think that would be helpful.
1: Absolutely, because you want those students to have a similar experience across the board too, right? Because, you know, let's say Vic, you and I were teaching the same class and you get to go really deep in these these awesome conversations because you have a plan and, and I don't because I don't. Um, the kids, the students' experience in your class is going to be entirely different than right. it was in my class. So, right, yeah.
0: Well, and one of the things that you also mentioned in your presentation was this idea of having kind of a community agreement and a set of house rules. So, not only the teachers have a plan, but the students kind of have a plan for how to manage those conversations.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, basically that is is, is creating the buy-in, right? And so we have the plan as teachers. But then before these first couple of conversations, um, what do we as a class agree to when we're having these tough conversations? And so I actually put the Padlet in in the resources page up top there. I created a Padlet that folks can use that, that teachers can then make a copy of and use for their class about how do we listen? How do we as a class listen? How do we respond, right? How do we question somebody we disagree with? How do you know what's the right. plan for that right you, you can't just yell you know some oh that's bs or something like that. that's not hate well you're, you're violating those rules that we agreed to right how do we address hate, harmful or hateful conduct there's going to be some stuff that makes us upset okay we get that but then when a student crosses the line how do we as students address that how do we as a class address the 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 racist comments the hateful comments Right, and, and having the students create these expectations um, creates that student buy-in, right? It's not coming from the top down. This is an organic conversation that you're having with your students that we're all agreeing to. And in, in, in that agreement, you're actually having a tough conversation too. It's like your first tough conversation with, uh, with your students, which is good.
2: I also think as much as we'd love for these conversations to be organic, sometimes it's in English all the time. Like we give sentence starters. I wonder to what degree you can kind of say like, all right, so this is what you're feeling. Here's kind of like an awkward and stifled way to like start the sentence that kind of like gets you into this um, respectful kind of dialogue.
1: Absolutely. And you can definitely use those sentence starters in that padlet for how do you disagree with something? I hear you're saying this and I agree with this, but I disagree with this, yep. right? And just having those as part of you, okay, this is this is how we're gonna have these tough conversations. I, this is, if, if I disagree with somebody, I'm gonna acknowledge something that they're saying, but then let them know where I disagree. Just so right. I'm not, it shows that I'm not listening to respond. I'm listening to understand first and then respond.
2: I like the way you said that. And I think it also prevents that A, shutting down, like mm-hmm. when you feel attacked or B, like, attacking somebody's character or something like that ad hominem right. kind of attack too.
1: Right, right. And that's even tougher to have in the environment that we're in. Oh, yeah, right? I, I mean, for just sure. Being, being virtual adds a whole other layer to that, which is why I created the Padlet instead of coming up with this across a board, right? You could, you could do it virtually. Hopefully that helps a little bit.
0: Right. Well, I think that's awesome. And you kind of reference some of the other resources and we will make sure that there's links in the description with the podcast so that anyone awesome. listening Um, we'll be able to kind of access those resources. These guys have done some amazing work. You've put together some great resources for teachers and they're all very like functional but customizable, right? Like it's important for teachers not just to plug and play, but to really kind of own the way that they want conversations to work in their classroom.
1: Exactly, and this, all these resources transcend social studies. It's across, I mean, it's not just, well, this is what happens in US history or US government. This is stuff that, that anybody can use. You know, we're looking at science and we're talking about the ethics of science, right? Having those tougher conversations. Uh, English, like Vicki said, I mean, that's you're having those conversations weekly, right? So all of these tools can be used in whatever environment Uh, that your listeners are are working in.
0: Awesome. Well, that's all the time we have. Thank you, Jason, for joining us today and for all the work that you do for our students. It's just so important and for our teachers. Um, Join us next episode as we talk with English teacher Maureen Ritter about the station rotation model and how she's using it during remote learning. In the meantime, what will you do to try something?